Today, we're going to be starting our new series called In Process. In Process. Um, me and Pastor Jason have been working on this series for a couple weeks. And um, this series, I, I believe that it's going to be very um, pivotal, pivotal for you. I, I believe that this series is going to be a, life, a life-changing series in the sense that, that we're all in process. In the sense that no matter what stage of life that you're in, no matter how old you are, no matter how seasoned you are, no matter whatever you're facing in life, I believe that we're all in a process and that we all should walk out this process with God. Amen? So I'm super excited about this, this series because I believe that it's going to be really, really, really good for our church. Um, so all throughout the Bible, it is clear that God is a God of process. Every story in the Bible, he uses and takes them through a process. This will be a series where we look at what it looks like to be in process. Something we say a lot here at the, at the well. I always say that it's not about perfection, but it's about what? Process. And so I want to press the idea today that process is not a stationary existence, but rather a progressive journey. We can't stay, we can't say that we are in process if we in fact are not moving forward, evolving and changing, to become all that God desires us to be. He meets us where we are, at, but then takes us through a what? A process. What does that process look like? What does it feel like? What does he do in our process? What does process require of us? These will be just some of the questions that we will deal with in and through this series. But today, as we start our series in process, I want to speak to you on the subject, the God of process. How many of you guys love your Bibles? Come on. We're going to start in in Philippians 1, Philippians chapter 1, verse 3 through 6, it says this, I give thanks to my God for every, every remembrance of you, always praying with joy for all of you in my every prayer. Because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now, I am sure of this, that he who started a good work, somebody shout good work, he who started a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. Philippians 2, 12 through 13 says this. Therefore, my dear friends, just as you have always obeyed, so now, not only in my presence, but even more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. Verse 13. For it is God, it is God who is working in you. Somebody shout, in me. Somebody shout it, shout it again, in me. It is God who is working in you both to will and to work according to his good purpose. And last but not least, Philippians 3, 12 through 13 says this. Not that I have already reached the goal or am I already perfect, but I make every effort to take hold of it because I also have been taken hold of by Christ Jesus. And it says this, brothers and sisters, that's you and I. Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself to have taken hold of it, but one thing I do. One thing I do, forgetting what is behind and reaching forward to what is ahead. Will you pray with me one more time? Father, we thank you, Lord, for this moment. We thank you, Lord, for every person that's in this room. Father, I pray that as I speak your word, I pray that as I speak your life-changing word, Father, I pray that, that not one person in this room leaves the same way that they came in, but wisdom, revelation, and knowledge take, takes place in this room, in this moment. Father, I pray for this new series, that, that it would be a series that we wouldn't just lay aside, 
after it's over. But it'll be a series that we will always remember. Always knowing that we're always in process, no matter what season of life that we're in. So, Father, I thank you, Lord, for today. I thank you, Lord, for what you're doing in this city. I thank you, Lord, for what you're doing in this church. Father, I thank you, Lord, for what you're doing all across the world. Jesus, we love you, and we thank you, Lord, for this day. And everyone shouted, amen. Everybody shout number one. Process is being transformed into his character. Process is being transformed into his character. Philippians 3, 10, and this says it in the Amplified. I'm going to be reading from the Amplified Bible. It says this, for my determined purpose, this is Paul speaking, for my determined purpose is that I may know him. Somebody shout, I know him. That I may know him, that I may progressively become more deeply and intimately acquainted with him. Perceiving and recognizing and understanding the wonders of his person more strongly and more clearly. And that I may, in that same way, come to know the power outflowing from his resurrection, which it exerts over believers. And that I may so share his sufferings as to be continually transformed in spirit into his likeness, even to his death. So what I want to get from this text is that there are two main words in this text. Progressive and continual. Progressive and continual. Daily transformation can only come in the form of process. Daily transformation can only come in the form of process. The verse, this verse describes process as continually progression. To demonstrate the process of us becoming more like Christ, it's not just a one-time process. Becoming more like Christ isn't just a one-time process. We go through, then we're done. But rather, it's a continual progression of transformation. Like this verse is talking about. I don't know if any of you guys have realized that my wife is nine months pregnant, going to pop at any moment. Um, this week, she was having contractions and just like all of a sudden like, man, here I go. Number two, baby number two is on the way. Um, but... If you've been around for nine months and, and you've been around my wife, you've seen a progression of her belly growing. There's been a progression of growth in her body. And so we have another, another baby girl. Her, she's about 18 months old. Her name is Sylvie, um, as cute as can be. Um, and what I was thinking when I was thinking about this sermon, I was like, man, like a lot of times we as Christians, we want to just be done with, with our process. We never really want to go through a process. And I started to think about just a child, a baby. I started thinking about my, my baby girl, Sylvie. And I, I started thinking about 18 months ago, just 18 months ago. And that seems like, that, that was, that seemed like yesterday. Literally when she was just born, it seems like yesterday. And I was just holding her in my arms. And I started thinking about the progression of, of her life, the continual growth of her life, just in 18 months. So when you first have a baby, obviously you do everything for them. You're changing all the diapers right? You're feeding them constantly. You're holding them constantly because they can't, they can't walk around. They can't do the things on their own. And so I started thinking about that. And I started thinking about Sylvie. And just yesterday, we went on, this, on a walk, my wife and I and her, we went to Liberty Park. And we just went on this walk because my wife is trying to induce labor. So she's trying to do everything. She's like doing all these high knees and doing all these things. And I'm like, okay, here we go. We're getting ready to have this baby. But we went on this walk. And um, just yesterday, I just started recognizing just a, a change in, in, in Sylvie. I started recognizing, man, like, 
she's starting to talk more. She's starting to put sentences together. At first, it was just, just gibberish. You know, it's just like she's crying and it's just gibberish. Like you don't know what they're saying. You think it's cute. It's like goo goo gaga ba ba, all these different things, and, and they can't put anything together. But now she says dad dad, mama, and then she started saying one two three, and then she started saying more please, and all these different things. And I just noticed yesterday, um, I I always said to her, I'm like who's cute, and I tell her, and I tell her to say I'm cute, I'm cute. And just yesterday, just last night, I kid you not, like I've been like working on this for a while. I've been saying this for her, to her since she was born practically. And um, I literally said, who's cute? And she says, I'm cute. <laughs> and I was like, man, like it's so crazy. I'm like, she just gets cuter and cuter every single day. But how many of you guys know that if, if she were just to only say one or two words when she was 15 years old, then there would be no continual progression. And, and it wouldn't be as cute anymore. And she was just saying, I'm cute. When she's 15 years old, I'm cute. And that's all she said is, dad, dad, mama, I'm cute. At 15 years old, that wouldn't be, that wouldn't be good, right? But I started picturing that as in our lives, as what we do. Like, we, 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 try, to, we try to stop the process. And I think that this series is going to be good because I think that we need to learn to embrace the process. To really cling on to the process because God works in the process. God works in, in the intimate spaces of your life. God works in the depths of who you are. God works in every single area of your life. And so for me, this series is going to be one that was going to be one that we're going to remember. I pray that we remember this series because I, I think that this is important that we know that God works in the middle of every process. He works in the middle of your highs. He works in the middle of your lows. He works in every stage of your process. And so process is being transformed and to his character. And so in order for us to live out this process, in order for us to walk out the process that God is wanting us to walk out, walk out, we have to realize that he's always building character. He's always building character in you. When you feel like you're at your lowest moments of life, God is building character. And it may not seem like it in the moment. Right? It doesn't seem like there's any character being built when you feel all alone, when you feel depressed, when you feel all these certain ways. It doesn't seem like that. But we have to know that that process is being transformed into his character. Somebody shout transformed. So we have to continually be transformed into his character. And a lot of times, that's us. When it comes to our walk with God, we just want to stay right where we are. When it comes to our walk with God, we just want to enter and we believe that when we, when we come to salvation, when we come to know God, that everything's easier. But in fact, it's quite the opposite. If you look at Paul, if you look at all the, the men in the Bible, the people that are in the Bible, they faced trials and tribulations. But what made it easier is that they knew that God that was over their situation. They knew the God that was over their circumstance. They knew that who was fighting for them. And so we have to realize that that process is being transformed into his character. Everybody shout number two. Process is a positioning of our hearts to look inward. Process is a positioning of our hearts to look inward. There are two sides to process. One is allowing Jesus to enter into our process and teach us through the process. But on the other side, a lot of us don't even want to allow Jesus fully into our lives because we think that we have to be perfect before he can enter our process. We think that we have to be perfect 
in order for him to enter into our process. But in fact, that is not what he wants, nor is that his heart. That isn't his heart for us to live a perfect life. No one on this earth is perfect. He wants to enter into our worlds knowing that we are not perfect. How many of you guys know that that's good news? Knowing that we have a Jesus that knows us and cares about us and knows that we're going to mess up every single day. And that he cares about us. So process is the positioning of our hearts to look inwards. Philippians 2, 12 to 13, it says this. Therefore, my dear friends, just as you have always obeyed, so now, not only in my presence, but even more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. And this is what I want to get to in verse 13. For it is God who is working in you both to will and to work according to his good purpose. For it is God, it's not your spouse. For it is God, it's not your friends. For it is God, it's not your family members. For it is God, it's not your mother-in-law. For it is God, it's not your father-in-law. For it is God who is working in you. Somebody shout in me. In you both to will and to work according to his good purpose. You know why I love this scripture? It's because I believe that in the process, even though it seems like the process is never going to end, I know that God has a purpose even in the process. And he has a good plan. It says it right here. I feel like we need to take the word of God sometimes just as face value. Like literally, I take the scripture at first value. For God is, he is working in me, both to will and to work according to, to his good purpose. That means God is consistently working in us. Even when circumstances around us don't look like it, he's working in us. Even when our marriage is falling apart, he's still working in it. Even when our kids are sick, he's still what? Working in it. He is still working in you. And so process is a positioning of our hearts to look inward. When I say look inward, that means that when circumstances are around you, that means when, when situations that you face in life are greater and they seem so huge, that we should posture our heart to look inward and say, God, you are still working in this process. Even though I'm failing in this area, you're still working in me. Even when my marriage isn't going that well, you're still working in it. Process is positioning of our hearts to look Inward. When we position our hearts to look inward, we are no longer focused on the outward. In other words, when we position our hearts in the right place, the circumstances around you will be small in comparison to the God that is in you. Let me say that again. When you position your heart in the right place, the circumstances around you will be small in comparison to the God that is in you. One of my favorite scriptures is, greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. This is a scripture that I've always said. I say it every single time I walk up these steps and I come preach. I say, greater are you that is in me. Greater are you than any circumstance. Come on. Is anybody out there? Greater are you in my situation. Greater are you in the sickness that's in my body. Greater are you than he that is in the world. And so if we only knew what was on the other side of our process, then I think we would embrace the process we are in. If we only knew what was on the other side, what God is trying to take us to, 
And all throughout, when I started like kind of digging deep into this, this in process series, and we're going to be talking about character, we're going to be talking about integrity, we're going to be talking about all these things that build process. But when I started thinking about this, this series and studying men of the Bible, Paul is, is one man that if he knew anything about process, he, he, he knew a lot about process when it came to process. He knew how to embrace the process. He knew how to, to walk with the process and say, God, I know that everything around me seems chaotic. I know that my life is not perfect, but I'm going to choose to what? Embrace the process. Because I know that you're still working in me. You're still working in me. Process is positioning of our hearts to look inward. Too many people have stopped moving forward and stopped embracing the process. We're always wanting to be somewhere else, right? When we're single, what? You want to be married. When you're married, you want to have kids. All these things. When you work a job, then you want to gain retirement. <laughs> it's like you always, you always, there's always something that we're always, as, as people, we're just always wanting to move forward. We're never wanting to stay where we're at. We're never wanting to to embrace the process that we're actually in. And I'm going to speak to the singles just for a second here. Because I believe that it's important that you embrace the process that you're in. I believe that God can speak to you just as much as a married couple. He can speak to you in your singleness. And embrace your singleness. Embrace the process that you're in right now. And say, Lord, what can you teach me in this process? What do I need to know in this process? What are you trying to lead me and guide me in, in this process? How can I be a better man for my future spouse? What can I do in this process to shape what I have tomorrow? Embrace the process. Somebody shout embrace the process. And shout number three. Process with God is allowing ourselves to trust and depend on him. Process with God is allowing ourselves to trust and depend on him. Philippians 3, 12 through 13, it says this. Not that I have already reached the goal or am I already perfect. This is Paul speaking. But I make every effort to take hold of it because I also have been taken hold of by Christ Jesus. Verse 13. Brothers and sisters, that's you and I. We can't, we can't ignore this part. Brothers and sisters, that's you and me. I do not consider myself to have taken hold of it, but one thing I do. I love this. This is one thing Paul does. One thing I do, forgetting what is behind and reaching forward to what is ahead. Trusting is forward motion. It's looking ahead and trusting God with every moment. It's looking ahead and trusting God with every worry. It's looking ahead and trusting God with every fear. It's looking ahead and trusting God with every anxiety. It's looking ahead and trusting God with every frustration. It's looking ahead and trusting God. Trusting is forward motion. Process is allowing ourselves to trust him. Did you hear me? Process is allowing ourselves to trust him. It's throwing up your hands and saying, Lord, I don't know what to do in this situation. I don't know what to do in my life. I don't know what's happening right now. But I'm trusting in you. I'm trusting in this process. I'm choosing to embrace this process. 
I started thinking about trusting. Trusting is like watering a plant. How many of you guys have plants in your house? Okay. So my mother-in-law is a gardener. And about six years ago, um, six or seven years ago, she started really like really getting into gardening. So in her house in Albuquerque, she, in her backyard, she has like, I mean, every fruit, every vegetable, every herb, and she has like every succulent. (laughs) Pastor Jason doesn't like that word. She has every single plant. (laughs) That's why I looked at him. She has every single plant known literally to man. Like she has hundreds and hundreds of plants. And so I literally started like about six years ago, I really started, I always joked around with my wife before we got married. I'm like, I want you to be a gardener. Can you just, like, be like your mom and just, like, let's grow all the herbs and all the vegetables and all the fruits. And she's like, that hasn't happened yet. So I still believe in God for that. Um, but I used to always go over there, and I used to, like, just be so um, interested in the process of what it takes to garden. And I just asked my mother-in-law so many questions. I'd be like, so... How many times do you have to water that plant and, and this plant and, and all these different things? How many, what do you have to do to nurture it, to make it grow? And so I actually one day would love to have a garden. And in our backyard, we have two apple trees. And um, this, this summer, we're going to be planting some strawberries. And, and um, we're going to be planting zucchini and tomatoes. And so she's actually coming in like the next couple days to help me get that up and going. But actually like the process of gardening. I like the process that it takes to garden. So in my house, I have, I have a couple of plants, um, and some are dying, but that's okay. Um, I'm trying. I'm still in process, praise the Lord. I'm still working it out. Um, <laughs> but every time my mother-in-law comes into town, she's always like, she always comes and looks at my plants, and she's like, okay, well, what is, what is, what's happening with this one? And, and she tells me all these things. She's like, she, she pokes her finger in there and, like, moves the soil around, and she's just doing all this stuff. And she's like, poke your finger in here and, and, and feel the soil and, and all these different things. And I'm like, okay, like, cool. Like, that's awesome. Like, I'm trying to learn how to plant and be a gardener. And so um, recently there's this plant that, that the last time she came to visit, it wasn't, look, it wasn't doing so well. To my, to my, like, from my understanding. Uh, it just looked dead. Like, the leaves were kind of falling off. It turned, kind of started to turn brown. And um, she came, and I was like, Mom, what am I going to do with this plant? Like, it, it looks like it's on its last leg. Like, it looks like it's going to die. Like, I don't know. I want to save it. I'm trying to speak life into it. You know, I'm trying to speak the word of God over it. I'm like, you will live and not die in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. I'm just trying to speak the word over it. You know, I'm trying to do my thing. And she's like, she just looks at it, and she just observes it. And um, I, love, I love when she said, she said this to me all the time. And she's just looking at that plant that looked dead on the outside. And she started, like, poking her finger around, doing her thing. And she said, this plant isn't dead. This plant is in process. It's turning over the old leaves, and new leaves are coming. And in that moment... I just thought that that's, that's us as Christians. Like, we may look dead on the outside sometimes. We may look like everything in our life is not going the way that we want it to go. But God is working in the soil. Come on. God is working in the process. Even when it doesn't look like it on the outside. Even when that plant looked 
like he was dying on the outside. God was still working in the soil. And so I think it's important that we know that when we lay hold of process, that we really start to, to get a hold of this and know that, that God is working in your process. That God is doing something underneath the surface. Process with God is allowing ourselves to trust and depend on him. It's knowing that, that man, even when it doesn't look like it around me, God is still working underneath. Even when my life is falling apart, God is still working. Even when you lost that job that you wanted for years, God is still working. Even if there's sickness in your body right now, God is still working. Even when your marriage is falling apart, God is still working. Even when you feel lonely in your singleness, come on, God is still working. God is working in every single aspect of your life. He cares about you and he knows you and he sees you. And don't get frustrated when it doesn't look like you want it to look on the outside. Because God's working on the inside. I'll have the worship team come back up. God is working on the inside. Somebody shout trust. Somebody shout moving forward. So process with God is allowing ourselves to trust and depend on him. I love that. So, know in, in this series, when you leave today, know that process is forward motion. I love when Paul says this, forgetting what is behind and reaching forward to what is ahead. I cannot reach this way and reach this way and, not, and I, I'm, not, I'm not able to move. If I were just to steady, like, go like this, right, I, I wouldn't be able to move. I would just keep rocking back and forth, just trying to go to my past and then trying to obtain the future, trying to go to my past. But what Paul is saying in this moment is that I forget. That means literally I walk and I forget what is behind me. I have forward motion. I'm looking ahead. Some of us need to hear that today. I don't know what you're dealing with in your life. I don't know what past hurt, what past failures you've been in. I don't know what's happening right now. I don't know what you did yesterday. But some of us need to know that we need to forget what is behind, everything that's behind us, all our sin, all our shame, all our guilt, all of our condemnation, anxiety, depression, fear, every insecurity, every pain, every worry. I need to forget what lies behind and I need to press on ahead. I need to forget what lies behind yesterday, a year ago, two years ago, four years ago, five years ago. Some of us are still holding on to things that happened when we were children. We need to forget what is behind and we need to press on to what is ahead. That means I press on. I gaze upon him. I look to the future knowing that he has me in the process. Knowing that my past, it doesn't dictate my future. What I've been in doesn't dictate who I can be. Some of you guys, there's so many giftings and callings in this room. 
but you're not operating in them because you're so, you're so just enwrapped with what happened in the past that you can't get over what happened in the past. You can't get over what happened 10 years ago, 15 years ago, 20 years ago, and you're not moving forward. God is saying it's a clean slate. It is finished. It is done. Move forward. Forget what lies behind and press on. I love when Paul says, I press on to the mark for the prize that is the high calling of Jesus Christ. I press on. Like if anybody could just stay in where they were, it would be Paul. If you don't know Paul's story, he persecuted Christians, killed hundreds of Christians. And then God gave him a vision. And then his name was Saul, but God called him what? Paul. And if anybody knows what it means to forget the past and to walk with God, every single day would be Paul. And to know that God has redeemed him, that he set him free. Some of us need to hear that. God has set you free today. Who the Son sets free is free indeed. That means God has set you free. So come on, church. I want you to leave here knowing that whatever process you're in, whatever stage of life you're in, whatever you're going through right now, forget what lies behind and press on to what lies ahead. But while pressing on, embrace the process that you're in because God is working in you both to will and to do of his good pleasure. Would you stand with me?